the Modern Black Man Podcast. Brian, you there? I am. All right, beautiful. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Modern Black Man Podcast. Um, Right now, it's just you and I. Um, I had a couple other guys that are delayed because they're watching the uh, Thunder Pelicans game. So I wanted to respect your time. Uh, and I figured that uh, you and I could rap, or if you wanted to come back, um, we could we could get the full Big. panel. Uh, what up, Bobby's? He's really into this team. What up, Mo? Uh, Man, that whack ass thing. <laughs> about to whip their ass anyway. Yeah, he think, he think they're gonna. Uh, That's what they get about that basketball. That's all I'm gonna say. So, uh, that's what you get for watching bad basketball. So mm-hmm. that's on y'all. That's my whack ass. My damn New Orleans team, man. They fucking whack, bro. They be on some bullshit. I'm mad at the Thunder because they took the Lakers out twice. I don't understand how they did it twice, but um, <laughs> you know. Um, I'm I'm gonna record though. Um, I'm excited to kind of get uh, you fathers in here. Because uh, I think you guys are fully committed to your families, and there's a lot of information and perspective that other people can benefit from. Um, so I'm just gonna run it down, and, uh, you know, uh, talk to you guys about some fatherhood topics. If that's all right with you, hey, that's cool with me, bro. So, I'm down. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's good to me. Can so, you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, let's do, um, let's do it. Let's do it, bro. So, Marcus, um, I want to know from your perspective, what do you think changed the most when you became a father? Really, the responsibilities, you mm-hmm. know, pri- and it's prioritization of of things, you know. And I would say, it, for me, it it changed when I got married. I mean, even taking a step back, it changed for me when I was dating. It changed for me when I got married. And it definitely changed when I had kids. You know, and I, I think the biggest thing for fatherhood is it's, for me, it's about sacrifice. Right. You know, and, and putting putting others before yourself. You know, and I, I, I had a tremendous example um, from my own father of what it meant to sacrifice. And mm. put the family you know, first, um, cool. you know, so I, I think in that respect, I was truly blessed to, to have, you know, pot, not just with my own father, but just positive role models and, and men that, that were, were, one, they were tremendous husbands, but then they were also great fathers and great father figures. Right. And they, and they embraced everybody as like, you know, in the church, it's like, this, you know, it was Uncle Larry, it was, you know, it was Uncle Al, you know, it was Uncle Phil. It was, it was like, those are your guys, you know, to like, even still to this day, you know, there's a tremendous amount of respect and I look at them as father figures. Um, so I think that's really just for, for me, what really changed is that, that prioritization. And it, it really, for me, it came because I saw it, you know, you know, just from an early age. Right. You you had and and that's we're gonna talk about that. 
um, you had some good father figures around you. You had some good men to learn on and lean on, and you grew uh, into a tremendous father. Um, I definitely want to talk about the uh, father's role in the home um, because I think things have changed significantly from when we were from when I was growing up. Um, with all that being said, I think Mo is a tremendous father as well. Um, usually in the background, you hear one of his little ones, uh, uh, you know, that's with him or up under him. And uh, not today, he sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my other one, and my uh, my other son, he upstairs, probably playing the game. I don't know. He, he doing something. I don't know. That little joker, but yeah, man, with me, I became a father at, um, what, at 20? So I really had to grow up, man, because I wasn't ready at the time, but I had to grow up and I had to put my priorities and everything that I wanted to do to the side and, you know, take care of my kids, man, because shit, if I didn't take care of one, nobody else going to do it for me because my mom, she was there for me. My dad was there or whatever at the time, but still I had to step up and <clears throat> cover my own responsibility, man. And man, having kids at that age, man, like what, two years out of high school, man, that jacked me up. Boy, I wasn't ready at all, but I had to get ready though. You know what I'm saying? Right. Marcus was talking about, it's all about prioritization. Definitely. Um, what is that? I, I, in my lifestyle, I have no idea where I would begin. Um, but for y'all, what would you say that looks like? Is it as soon as you wake up in the morning, before you go to sleep? Is it is it doing this versus that? I mean, Marcus, what is your number one priority? It's, I mean, it's them. It's it's it, like the only way I know how to explain it. Mm-hmm. And Mo, Mo, I think, will feel me on this, is that it's it's always constant. You know, it's it's never, like, they're never far from your thoughts. At all. At all. At all. It's like. Wow. Never, man. Even, yeah, it's, it's like, like. Yeah, go ahead, Mark. Go, you go man, ahead. talk to him, Mo. Just talk to him, because oh. I can't even put it into words, man. Even, man, it's like this, bro. Even at work. Man, you know what I'm saying? Even when I'm doing my military thing, man, my kids is always on my mind, bro. I want to know what they doing, you know, how was their day, and all of that good stuff, man. It's, it, it's just a wonderful, joyful feeling, man, to just have somebody that when you leave, they can carry on the legacy for you, man. You know what I'm saying? It's, wow. a, it's a big thing, bro. Trust me. When you get there, B, you're going to be smiling from ear to ear, man. And it's always a wonderful thing, man, when I come home from work and my little one, my little three-year-old, greet me at the door, Daddy, you back. And I'm like, man, yeah, you know, I got to come back for you, man. And that's the one that had me smiling from ear to ear, man, just to know that I put a smile on his face and he put a smile on my face, bro. That's always... Yeah, I, I think I think the, there's no way to really explain it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like it's like we could tell you, but it's like one of those things you just have to you have to go through it to, mm-hmm. to understand it. You know, um, like I was talking about this 
with with my wife, you know, the other week. Like we still remember to this day, like the exact moment we found out, you know, she was pregnant with our first. Mm-hmm. Like, I can tell you the time of the day. I can tell you what we're oh, wow. doing. I like, like, I can tell you exactly what my reaction was. I like, like vivid. Like I, the, like just even talking about it, I'm in the moment. It's like when you first hear it, right? It's like you start thinking to yourself, like, okay, it's not really about me anymore. Right? I have to put like everything, even if even if you was in a committed relationship, right? Everything now becomes about somebody. Everything. Everything. everything you, you start that you start like you change the way you move, you change the way. You, you think you change the way you go to work you change like because you you realize like you've got people depending on you mm-hmm. like that person looks as if like you walk on water and like just just me as a as a as a christian man i look at this from a biblical lens right their first okay. their perception of god is their first perception of god is through you Yep. You know what I'm saying? And like that in and of itself is a is a is a weighty matter. You know what I mean? So like I catch my children doing stuff and it makes me think like wow, I need to be a better father. Like I ain't handle that well. You know, and it brings me closer to God. And I say, God, just help me be a better father. Help me be a better husband, help me be a better father, so I can I can I can take care of the children you bless me with. Yeah, man, that's true, bro. That is so true. I have to definitely be careful about what <clears throat> I do and say around my kids, man, because they like sponges, bro. They they look at everything you do, everything you do, especially, man, my, my three-year-old, bro, man, I, I have to catch myself to try to not say bad words around him because I know for mm-hmm. a fact if I say something around him, he gonna repeat exactly what I said, man. So I be definitely careful about what I say around him, man, and what I do. Like I it, it be times, man, I don't even be want to drink around him, man. Because I don't want you know him to think that's cool, man. And like uh like Marcus said, like with the three-year-old man, I remember to this day, right? It was Valentine's Day when I found out she was pregnant with him, man. Oh, wow. Bro, that was like the, the baby. The baby, yeah. The yeah. little baby. Mm-hmm. Bro, that was like the best Valentine's Day gift I could have ever got. The hearing that news right there that she was pregnant. I was like, what? Wow. On Valentine's Day, man? Bro, I wouldn't have never thought that. Because it's crazy, man, that we have been trying for we have been trying for a while after after we had my ten year old man, we have been trying for a while, you know what I'm saying, to I have another kid, man, but it never happened, man. So you know what? As soon as we stopped trying, that's when it happened, bro. Wow. That's when it happened. And I was like, man, are you serious? And at the time, you know, I was ready for it because I was already prepping myself for another kid. You know what I'm saying? So I wasn't worried about not being able to take care of them. I was just, you know what I'm saying? It just hit me. 
like that, man. Like, damn, about to have another one. And I'm like, yeah, I gotta get ready. I'm ready, ready. And that's what it was, man. That it's it's different, man. Trust me, bro. You gotta go through it, man. And once you go through it, change your whole mind. You you'll be feeling the same way me and Marcus feeling, man. Trust me, B. Well, I want to talk about before I talk about the biological and hormonal changes that happen to uh, men that I'm just learning about. Uh, and before Bobby get on here, uh, I'm gonna tell y'all. I, uh, I I grew up with a single mother. Um, my mama raised me. Uh, my father was around for a few years, but um, I know firsthand kind of the psychology or what it does to the mind with the father being absent. And I mean, I can definitely um, be a testament to that being a real thing um, because the absence of the father is significant. Um, in the development of the mind. Um, and I'll share some facts and figures and things like that. But I, I've experienced a lot of things in growing up and, you know, just becoming a man that I know affected me differently uh, because I didn't have a father around. Uh-huh. So um, I just wanted to preface that before Bobby got into it. Um, <laughs> Is he on now? Uh, I don't know when he's going to get on. He's watching this game. Um, but one of those facts um, is poverty. Not having the father around. Um, I have an article from The Atlantic that I found really interesting. I read this in another show. Um, you're five times more likely to live in poverty and commit crime. You're nine times as likely to drop out of school. You're 20 times as likely to wind up in prison. And I know that they always drop these facts and these figures growing up because I know I was in every you ain't got a daddy group, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Boy Scouts, the Boys and Girls Club, football teams, you know, all that. They just constantly remind you uh, of what your life is going to look like versus the life of a whole household. So, you know, I applaud y'all for, you know, being men and being fully committed to your families. Uh, I really look forward to having that in my life. Um, I don't know how likely it is because it's going to be a a geriatric pregnancy uh, because I'm on the other side of 35. (laughs) You know? um, Shit, man. It's coming. You know what I mean? I had my last one at 40, bro. (laughs) Possible. Oh, Oh, it's coming, man, as far as uh the the baby. I mean, you know, as far as you like having one, bro. It's coming, trust me, man. And when it do come, there's it, only one way to avoid it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that's I think to me, I, I think that's the the real the the real crux of the matter, right? Like if you not prepare, like if you not prepare for the consequence, don't do the act. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you not, if you not prepared, like if you not in your mind mentally thinking, like, yo, one of the potential outcomes of this is a pregnancy. If you're not at that point where you say you're ready to to take on the responsibility, I would tell you, pause. Go take yeah. a cold shower. Go take uh, take a cold shower. You know what I'm saying? Go take a cold shower, do what you got to do, you know, in the privacy of your own home. 
you know what I'm saying, to, to take care of your needs. But because the minute the minute you get that call, I'm telling you, it's it, your your life changes. Absolutely. And, you know, for me, I just look at it, and I and I say, I say this right. You know, everybody doesn't like life doesn't 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 give you uh, the same hand. Everybody's not dealt the same hand, but you got to play the hand you're dealt. Yeah. And, like I know what this is. Okay? I don't know the man says, well, that's, that's a cop out. You know what I'm oh, I turned to crime because I'm like, no, you didn't turn to crime because you turned because you had no father. You turned to crime because you didn't want to work, necessarily work hard. Mm-hmm. You didn't necessarily want to do the things that you know you needed to do. You know what I'm saying? Because there's enough, there's an, there's enough positive influences in somebody's life that you you do not have to do those things. That's, that's right. Mean. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the biological hormone changes, but on the point you just made, you're absolutely right. I just kind of put that in the underview because I do remember being young, uh, and I've said this on the uh, a pre-show that I did. Um, I used to bully kids that had fathers because I obviously because I didn't have one. I didn't realize it obviously until adulthood, but man, I used to I used to just terrorize people when they had a daddy um i have a story that i kind of shared earlier uh, where i really messed up a, a great opportunity for myself because of this um not a justification but i can certainly relate um i could have started my college career a little bit earlier and i would have started it at the university of oregon mm-hmm. but uh being a young fool i wanted to get into it with my roommate because his father would call him every night and his dad was taking care of him and providing for him. And I didn't think I understood it at the time, but I certainly have perspective now where I realized it was because of obvious issues that I'd never dealt with. Um, So, I mean, I think that that maybe gives a little credence to that argument, but it's certainly not a justification. Um, It is very different being in a household with, your mother um, at the helm with the mom leading. Um, and, and those are some of the things that we're going to talk about on the back end of the show. But um, that was an issue that I had when I was younger. Uh, I certainly probably had that, uh, that lost rage, I guess. Um, yeah. I, I, I didn't realize it uh, obviously then, but looking back, I can see that it was just that anger that you had, that displaced anger or that abandonment. Um, and I struggled through that for a brief period, but I got it together. Yes, sir. You know, that's the only way you're going to do it. That's the only way you could do it is to make it through it. Um, but listen to this, y'all. Um, I thought only a woman changed after childbirth. Did you know that men have biological and hormonal changes uh, when a child is born? Yeah, yeah, of course we do. We, we know because we dads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. man. I had hey, no idea. It definitely really changes, babe. It, it, yeah, you don't realize it when you don't realize it. Uh, now you probably ain't gonna realize it now, B. But once you have a kid, yeah, you definitely gonna realize it, bro. You're gonna be like, damn, a lot of shit changed, a lot of stuff changed. 
Yeah, do. And I mean, I just didn't think that uh, men uh, had those hormonal <laughs> changes like a woman would because you don't hold the, the seed, right? Um, but your body adapts. Y'all have experienced it and you know it, uh, whether it's your brain chemistry, uh, your general hormones, or even your body. Um, it, it, it's crazy to me. Um, and I, I, in doing these interviews and talking to men, everybody kind of shares with me this like new emotional outlook that they have. Do you think y'all went through that where you get, is it resensitized? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you realize, I think, I think for me, it was patient. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Because you have to remember that this is like, this, this is like a little human that comes with no instructions. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you literally, like, for me, I looked at it and say, like, whoever, whoever my daughter and my son turn out to be is going to be, there's going to be some, uh, my contribution will be the programming that I put in them at an early age. Yeah. True. You know? So, like, like when Mo said, like, when Mo said, like, I don't even want to drink around my son. Right? He's, he, like, subconsciously, he's thinking, like, I don't want my son to understand alcohol and see me drinking and thinking like, like you said, Mo, like thinking it's okay because mm-hmm. Mo wants to be the one like to have a conversation with him to say, look, here's, here is this. If you do this, here's what could happen. You know? Yep. Cause like, I, I remember having that conversation with my own father. My father said, son, do not let alcohol pass your lips. What? Period. He said, he said, there is nothing good that can come from me. Nothing. Wow. You know, I want to talk about this. He said, there is nothing good that can come from you participating in alcohol. Nothing. I, I definitely think that that's, uh, that's probably apt or true. Um, I want you to tell me a little bit more about that. We have another co-host that just joined us. Dude, I, I hope he's somewhere good and quiet. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Douglas Fisher. Hey guys, how is everyone? What's up, man? Sorry, I can't complain. I uh, can't complain. Marcus. Who's all on here? I got, we got Big Mo, Mo, got Mo and Marcus. Yeah, right Marco now. here. Uh, talking about fatherhood, and Marcus just dropped a, I think, a gem possibly on us. He was talking about how his father had told him never to let alcohol pass his lips in front of his children. Is that right, uh, Marcus? Well, he, said, like, period. he said period he said period <laughs> like, this like my father was in the army right and I remember as a young as a like a youngster I would always look and my dad had these scars on his arm mm. right these key points. And I would just ask my dad I was like dad what is, what is that and he would tell me about all these crazy bar fights he was in when he was in the in the army and he mm. was like I was like so what happened he's like People got intoxicated, they got drunk, and then they started fighting. And it, and it was like, it was at that point that he started he started educating me on the, the dangers of alcohol. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, so in my programming, it was, it was like, look, if you do this, this could be the result. It was the same thing he told me. It was the same thing in my house about sex. It was like, look, you can do whatever the hell you want. But if a girl come up pregnant, I guarantee you, they will not be living here. This house, you, you better go. You better go and figure that out. So I was like, shoot, I, like 
I, I can't afford to mess this thing up, you know? I, no, sir. Go, go get no job and get no house and apartment. And stuff. Mm. I'm 17. I'm 18. I'm trying to go to college. I'm trying to do this thing. Right. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know what I'm saying? So, like, all throughout, it's that programming that you that you put into your kids. And it's like their interest. And you try to cultivate their interest, you know? And, and just steer them away. Like I have conversations now with my children that they they ask me stuff and I tell them the truth. Yep. You know. See, that, that's that's what that's what you can do as a father, man. That's the that's the power. Like they look at you and they're gonna take your word as the as the gospel. They're gonna Thanks. take your word as the gospel. So if you so it's like if you get out there as a dad and you t- and you tell your son, man, like all girls are, are hoes. You know, the same thing. It's like if you tell if you tell your daughter, look, all men are dogs. You know what I'm saying? Like they gonna believe it. They, <laughs> yeah, they sure will, man. That's the I, and I would say that's just that's not the power of fatherhood. That's the power of parenthood. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, there are some that say that the father is more influential than the mother. Um, yes, sir. It depends on what it is. Cause I know my wife, man. She, I know my wife. She be schooling my kids on a lot of stuff, man. So she be telling them, you know, schooling them on stuff, you know, that I be like, man, you know what? And I straight up forgot about that situation. <laughs> I forgot about that. So it's like, man, yeah. In certain, in certain aspects, yeah, the father is like, like my daughter, man. She used to be like the one that always came to me and told me stuff that she didn't want to tell her mom. You know what I'm saying? Daughters do that. My son, man, that dude tell his mama everything. Boy, he don't. I find out stuff. I find out it from find out about it from her, and he won't even tell me. Just like when, when I when I found out that you know he was doing whatever he do, you know, with the, with the women. I, you know, man, I'm like, okay, so you mean tell me you can't tell your pops that, but you can tell your mama that? Man, come on, bro. That's how how it did it make you feel? Like, why, why did why did what? That... Man, that, you know what? Because I want I wanted to be the one, the first one that he told that to. Now, now oh, this it would have been it had been different on my but with my daughter, nah, bro. I don't want to hear that. No, hell no. What's wrong with you? Why are you telling me this? But <laughs> I knew eventually it would come up and it was gonna happen and. When it did, I, I expected it, man. I was like, you know what? Uh, she she 19, she 20. She did, you know what I'm saying? She out of the house. She's in college. I I figured that it was going to happen. Who's doing hibachi? That's me. It's kind of said, who's doing hibachi? <laughs> well, like, I'm not, like, that's I pretty specific. Up a point, though, B, and that the reality is that you, and this is something my grandmother said, right? My grandmother almost a hundred. She got that old wisdom. Oh, she wow. said, "You got until they five. By the time they five, then they can start figuring things out for themselves." Yeah. And so you yeah. better program like the fear of God. I and, and I think it's about also creating a safe space. Like I tell my kids, whatever it is, don't lie to me. Just tell me the Thanks. truth, man. I swear, tell bro. Me, tell me the truth from the get go, because because. Ain't no one on this earth gonna have your back like I will have your back because yes, I am your father. 
I mm. love you more than your mother loves you. Oh, okay? wow. And I tell my kids that. I said, there ain't nobody on this earth who, who will love you like I love you because you are mine. So, so you want you, you listening to your father is in your best interest. So there's some there, there there's some truth to to that claim. There, there's a lot of truth. Always. To that claim. I, uh, I've 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 made the same sort of claim um, in reference to position, uh, not necessarily specifically love, but uh, position within the household and how that translates to to love um so um not just uh the children but the whole household in, in general how it becomes you know my responsibility to ensure the safety of everything and everyone inside the household which means i have a different type of love that's not just affectionate love it's also like a it's a it's a love o- over um the things that you know i'm responsible for so I, I I can see why you would say that. That makes sense to me. Okay. I mean that's these are all gems, y'all. This is this is uh, some powerful knowledge um, because I think it is very true uh, when you're raising human beings, people, this next generation, taking that responsibility is incredibly important. Um, something that I've kind of that's been very apparent to me is that it was different in my generation. It was just a different time. Um, I think that fathers take fatherhood very seriously uh, in the current culture. Um, I don't really know any deadbeat dads. Uh, I really don't know any fathers that don't handle their responsibilities. And I certainly don't want to be the first one to break, you know, to make that trend, you know, or break (laughs) And break the yeah, we got a good thing going. You guys, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's why I haven't had a kid this long. Like I said, it's gonna be a geriatric pregnancy if I have one, oh, um, wow. because I've waited, I've sat on it for for this long. I don't want to make a mistake, and I certainly don't want to get somebody Man, choose, that I don't want to be with. Choose them wisely, boy. Yeah. Woo. That's the that's Dude. the key. One um, hey, one night of uh, what? One night of pleasure, lifetime pleasure. of pain. Hey, 10 minutes of is a lifetime of hell, bro. Right. <laughs> it don't take long to make a baby, buddy. It don't take long at all. And the craziest thing to me. So can I let can I I don't know if if, if this question was already posed, but uh, mm. would you suggest to to younger individuals that they should wait till they get married to have yes. to have sex? No. Yes. I don't I don't think yes. that's realistic. I would say no, that. No, well, I didn't, I didn't ask if it was realistic. I asked, would you, would you, right. would you suggest to, oh, yeah. to a younger man would, that they, yes, they yes. wait till they have? It's not a guarantee that that's gonna happen, right? Of course. I mean, yes. yeah. Okay, so it's, yes. it's probably not realistic to, to 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 tell a person you probably shouldn't shoot people because the average human being will never own a gun. Okay, so that, that's uh, yeah. The, but that but that's still said less than less than less than twenty percent of Americans own um, handguns or that rifles shows, and, and, and so forth. But that's, but that that's beside the point. I'm I'm just I'm just I'm just wanting to know from people that actually have kids or mm-hmm. people that you know um, are waiting to have kids or whatever the case may be. If you're talking to somebody that is not sexually active, they're just you know they're they're going through their life. Would you? 
tell them the truth and tell them that it is more it's wiser to wait and tell them the reason yes. why or would you just say that hey hey everybody doing it so i guess you should too no nah, no I was nah, okay. i'm i'm gonna say i'm gonna just put it out there i waited mm-hmm. okay i waited so best best decision i ever had because yeah, again again the fear i'm telling you man you don't understand the fear of god be putting you like listen you can do what you want <laughs> but if you get a girl you 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 and your child and your girl are not living here i'm not babysitting i'm not <laughs> no i'm no you are on your own yeah so i, right? I, I mean so I, right? I wasn't just actually, straight up i just waited so I, I wasn't actually raised by you to be honest, I think I just got lucky because, I mean, it wasn't like I was wilding out at a young age or anything like that. I mean, I've mm-hmm. been somewhat selective, but man, it's a, I, I'm, I think it's rare to make it this long without children. I think it is exceptionally incredibly rare. rare. Yes, to make it, uh, to, to make it as a virgin uh, before you uh, have sex. Uh, I, I don't believe that when women tell me th- these things. I feel offended when women tell me that they're virgins and older than 21 or 25. But you said that you <laughs> why? Hold on, why though? <laughs> but, but but again, it's not realistic. See, to me, because to me, B, I think that speaks though to, to how society has taught yes, you as a man on yeah, how to view women. Mm-hmm. No, he, he, he believes my the mother, stereotypes. He believes yeah, the stereotypes. My my mother, right? Uh, I think a lot of from our generation, a lot of mothers of young men uh, refuse to have a woman another woman coming to the house pregnant. Um, so they say things to discourage you. In your case, it was the fear of God. Uh, for me, it was the fear of Rod. Um, my, my mama didn't play that. Um, she, she told me that uh, she ain't running no whole house, right? Um, and obviously, at that age, I'm not going to be married with a kid. So, absolutely. But, but it goes back, but, it, but see, to me, it goes back to the programming, though, Right? It goes back to the programming. In my house, it was like, yo, what are you about? As like they my my parents raised me as a young man. Yeah. Right? I lost like I lost my father during my teenage years. He passed away. Mm. Right. So and it and it was like it was a known thing. Like I knew it was coming. Oh wow. You know what I'm saying? I knew I knew it was coming. So there was there was no there was no no thing like, hey, dad is gonna be here, you know, twenty years from now. No. It was like, if your dad, your dad is not going to live to see you graduate high school. That's wow. not happening. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So, so in that moment, I, like when I found that out, he became, I became the man of the house and he sat me down and said, you are the man of this house. Right. And I understood what that meant. That meant like, yo, high school, I didn't even date any girls in high school. Why? Cause I was trying to get paid. I was right. trying to get money. Right. Now, high nope. school, I was on that. Uh, Oprah Winfrey had some guys on her show, Brothers from New Jersey. They talked about you always lose money chasing women, but you never lose women chasing money. So when I was in high school, mm. I was racking out. How profound. Doing, you know what I mean? Uh, absolutely. Uh, I hate when they talk about chase the bag now. That just doesn't sound as good to me. No, I don't. <laughs> But it's like you gotta be about you gotta be about purpose though, you know what I mean? And it wasn't it's like I remember I'll never forget, I never forget like 
a couple of my boys was dating. You know how? Because you know how it's, it's all clicks. You know what I'm saying? Everybody hanging out, do the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the, one of my boys' girls called me on the phone and was like, "Yo, like all of our friends are dating. Why don't we get together?" And I was like, "Yo, like what are you talking about right now? I don't even like you like that, <laughs> right? Like I don't really hang with them. They hang with their girls. I'm off doing my own thing." You know what I'm mm. saying? So it's like I think that 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 focus, you know, gets drilled into you. And to me, that's part of what what makes a good father is being able to is being able to focus on the things that are important and right. the things that Such are not. You just you mm-hmm. just like you 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 gotta just dismiss those things that like yo, this is not important. Right. That's a good yeah. point. And if I if I may add to that, I think I think he he brought up a good. Uh, the wording he used was, was spot on. That word purpose, and I think the the problem with today's youth is their their purpose is the money, rather than money being mm-hmm. a product of their purpose. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I would I would imagine that if if more of us lived in a, a, a bigger purpose, as as my brother just phrased it, um, you would see less of the things that we see to, in today's uh, society and culture. Because um, culture is, is, is a good and bad thing, uh, mm. depending on how you look at it. It can, it can be a good thing in the sense of, of, of building, and it can be a, a, a terrible thing in a sense of, of a shame and, and, and pulling down one another. But um, I think the way we've pulled each other away from, from what's Say, good is, is money. Is money. I think, uh, you know, we we that 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 chasing the bag nonsense has gotten to the point where we don't care about one another. We all we all we care about is the bag. All we care about is yeah. the loot. We don't we care less about who we step we, on to get to it. Exactly. We knocking the next person down in order to get to the bag. Right. Which is it's ridiculous, man. Yeah. So um, I, I I I applaud that idea of of uh, generating a purpose. Um, I just I, I would love to caution you know youngsters on not using money as a purpose, but watching money grow because you are living in your purpose. Um, and mm-hmm. I mean I would say that that that's hard to do, um, especially you know as a Christian, it's it's extremely hard to do because uh, there's even more stipulation to those sort of things. But uh, um, I would say the reward is greater than uh, you know the battle itself. Is, is Christ the foundation of your households? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, for for me, uh, it it, was, it goes without saying, and it was it was something that I made public. Uh, I don't know if you remember that post I put on Facebook uh, some years ago, uh, Brian. But I, you know, I I put a post. Uh, I can't. I'm trying to think of the, the, the verse. Help me out if y'all if y'all, y'all know it. Um, um, uh, dang, I just lost the verse. But <laughs> let, let, let's just say, let's just say that I, I mean, I made I made a public declaration that you know my house would be um, a house of prayer, would be uh, th- that it would be um, a house that was under Christ and and not my own. Uh, I believe that I'm a steward of what I have, and not 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 the owner of what I have, uh, even if it's mine. I call it it's my house, yes, but I'm I'm a steward what I was given because I can easily lose it in a, in a heartbeat. And I know that because I know what it feels like to be poor. I know what it feels like to be without, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't raised with, with fathers. 
or the father in my life. So I have no idea what it feels like to to uh, to to live under someone and watch them grow something for me. Right. As as my son gets to watch me do or my daughter gets to watch uh, me and um, her mother do. So absolutely. If Christ is not the foundation of my house, then my house makes absolutely no sense to me. But that's mm, that's because you use, you know, brother, brother Fisher here has used a, a key word, stewardship. You know what I mean? And understanding that what you have is not really yours. Right. You know, what you have is not really yours. And and I think, I think, Brian, like, it, it gets back from me to, you know, Christ has to be the foundation. You know, and I will take it, I'll take it a step further, just because I know we're going, not, everybody listening to this ain't going to be Christian. Your faith has to be the foundation of everything. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's you true. Know, you know, I, I'll never forget this. I had a chance to to do some uh, some coaching for, for Morgan Wooten at the Mappa. And uh, and this during the teenage years. And he said this, and it's, it's profound. I even use it to this day. He said, look, prioritization is the key. He said, you keep your faith first, your family second, and then your schoolwork third. And then he said, if he said, he said, basketball as, as a teenager, he said, should never be higher than fourth on your list. And he said, if by the grace of God, you are able to play professionally, it should never be higher than third on your list. And that just stuck with me. He said, because if your faith is straight, right, that's going to give you everything you need to make sure your family's straight. And if those two are, are, are in the place that they need to be, then then you can go out in your job and, and when you step outside the house, you know, like, like Mo, Mo is a veteran, you know what I'm saying? If Mo is worried about his kids, if he's mining, right, when he leave, he leave out the door, he can make a mistake. And, that, and it might be the mistake that he don't get to get home that night. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be able to prioritize. You got to understand that stewardship mentality. You got to, you know, just delve into your faith into the Holy Scriptures, whether it's the Bible, the Quran, you know, if you follow, you know, the teachings of, of Buddha, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, make sure that you're found that if you're going to say that, then be about that. Live that life. Don't be like out here wishy-washy and be like, oh, I'm claiming this, but then not doing it. All right, That's lukewarm. Can't go in lukewarm, man. Right. No way in lukewarm. Man, I, yeah. I mean, so, well, I, I think that's it. Go ahead, Brian. I was just going to say with children, how do you introduce them to faith, plant the seeds for faith or model a faith-based life? Well, I think the or should have been first. The model should come first. <laughs> um, they, they should see you doing something before you tell them to do it. Um, okay. um, especially when it comes to something that's, that's life-altering or something that they have to do on a normal day basis. Because uh, Christianity is is something that you know uh the outsiders look at as a as a sunday thing they look at it as something we do once a week no nah, um, it's every day man but we but we practice this on a on a on a uh, secondly basis every second of my life i'm i'm being tested every second of my life i'm trying to get better at this right um and for my children it's all a matter of perspective from what they saw me and their mom doing. 
If they don't see my, me and their mom praying, why, why, why? They're never going to understand why they have to pray. Uh, mm. If they they never see me and their mom uh, reading, they never understand why they have to read. Being able to be apologetic inside your household is 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 paramount to raising the next generation. If you are not able to answer questions in your own household, they'll find the answer somewhere else, and it's normally not the right answer uh, outside your house. So I would I would I would stipulate for any Christian that has children that if they are not living the life that they intend for their children to lead, it's not going to, it's just not going to, you know, prosper the way they want to prosper. I mean, the Bible says train up a child in the way they should go. And you can't, you can't train someone. You can't train someone something you don't know how to do. You know what I'm saying? I mean, mean, was it? I didn't know you you fed him. That's why I just said you fed him I don't know. I, I even even football coaches. Yeah, like I mean, the average football coach probably yeah. played at some point in their life, um, or they just been around the game their whole life, right? They don't they don't just come into. Oh, I see. Tony Dungy didn't just start coaching one day. You know what I'm saying? He he's he's always known the game. So okay. he's trusted with with those with those uh, lives and you know those salaries that are under. Uh, but I mean, I digress. I, I just I, I do think that you know you, practicing what you preach in your house is is so smart, <laughs> uh, to say the least. I, I don't think that a person could could tell another person to pray if they don't. Or, or, because you don't, you can't tell them why. I mean, if you can't answer that question as to why or how, I mean, matter of fact, I think the better word is how. Like, you can't tell me how to pray. Why tell me to pray? Right? Um, um, the disciples didn't ask Jesus why we should pray. They asked him, Lord, how do we pray? <laughs> like, tell us, tell us exactly how we're supposed to speak to you. Like, because I don't, we honestly, I just don't feel like it's it's progressive right now. Just tell me how I should do it. And that's how, that, that's how you get the Lord's Prayer, because he explained to them how to pray. Um, All five parts of it, right? Yeah, so, yep. so you, I mean, those things, those things matter when it comes to training up the next generation. So let me ask you gentlemen this question. I'm going to ask a roundtable. Uh, what is your greatest challenge in parenting? Your greatest challenge to fatherhood? Vicariousness. Tell me more about that. Well, I think all, I, I don't know if all men, but I mean, I, I would say a good amount of us, you know, have a, a lot of things that we didn't get to do in our youth or we wanted to do in our youth or we wasn't able to do in our youth, whatever the case may be. And we want, we, we want our, our sons and our daughters to be able to do, to do those things, whether it's their interest or not. And being able to, uh, to put yourself aside and ensure that you, their interests are taken into consideration before you before you start putting them into things that they're not going to excel in because they never want to do it in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Like I, uh, you know, I, I I don't I don't know if my son my son fancies himself an athlete. You know what I'm saying? Uh, however, I will say he's pretty much the smartest kid I've ever met in my life. Right. Um, Junior can do things with with numbers that I've I've never seen grown men do, and he's only ten years old. Oh, so when 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 I when I see that, 
And I see that, and I see the fact that, you know, that, that was something I wasn't, you know, ever good at. I was never good at math. You know, I, I make sure I give him praise for that. And I always, I don't have a, I never had a problem telling him that, yo, I was no good at that when I was a kid. Like, I sucked at math. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I have no problem telling him that. However, I, I, I was a beast on the field. I was a beast on the court. And I wanted that for him. But, you know, like I said, if he doesn't fancy himself that me trying to push him to do it might not, might not work out in his best interest. And it, it, it might drive me into an a issue with him later on in life. So I think trying to live vicariously through your kids is, 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 a, is a, I would say, a mistake if you're not careful in how you do it. Okay, that's some wisdom. I appreciate that. Mo, yeah, what about you? A failure, bro. And I want to fail my kids, man. You know what I'm saying? I want to be that that father figure that they can always look up to. They ain't never where they ain't never gotta say, yeah, man. My dad didn't do this. My dad didn't do that, man. I can't never. I don't want to be a failure to them. I don't want them to have to depend on nobody else to look to see what a man look like when I'm when they got one directly in front of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that mm-hmm. is. What about you, uh, Marcus? Man, I think it's the next one. That like I'm gonna hit that with that Denzel Washington wisdom. It's the next one. You know what I mean? Because like I think you have to you have to put you have to put yourself in the kid's position. Is that whatever challenge they're going through for them right there in that moment? It's the biggest thing in the world. Hmm. You know, so it, it's just being present. You know, to make sure I show up for my kids, you know, and I think, I think, you know, Doug hit on this, right? And, and he made me think of the scripture, right? It's like when you look at the life of Enoch, it says that Enoch has sons and daughters, and then it started talking, and then he started getting closer to God. So, like, for me, it's like when I had my first, I said, yo, I, like, I don't know what to do, God, you're going to have to. You won't have to impart some wisdom or something on this thing, right? And then when we found out we had the second, I was like, yo, like, I, I, it's like my relationship with God changed. And I was like, yo, I got to lean on you for wisdom because I don't know what to do on this. And every time Enoch is Cain's son, right? Nah, Enoch was, uh, was on the lineage of Seth. Yes, that's correct. Enoch was in the lineage of Seth. So it just it just talked about like how he had he had his first child and then it said and then he started walking with God more. You know what I mean? And for me, I think all of us, you know, most hit on it, Doug hit on it. It's like you want to live vicariously through your kids. Like of course you want you. You know, you want your kid to be the star athlete or be like tops in math and stuff like that. Me, I just, I just tell my kids the same thing every day. Do your best. Just do your best. If you can do your best, daddy's going to always be proud of you. No matter what it is, do the very best you can do. Thanks. I think that's a lot of gems. That's a lot of wisdom. I appreciate you gentlemen uh, kind of sharing that with me and giving you your time. Um, 
Does anybody have any social medias or any projects that they want to drop before we break? Yeah, I got uh, my social media. Twitter is P-H-A-M-I-L-Y-357 underscore. And that's pretty much it right there. Definitely a good follow on IG. Boy, funny. <laughs> Anybody else got uh, any, any uh, social media, any projects, any uh, promotion? Yeah, uh, please. Uh, if you are looking for a an in-house uh, service for massage therapy, please use Google and Google Lasting Remedies Mobile Massage. I service the entire DMV, um, and I will service as far as Baltimore. Um, and I do take flights if you're willing to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> the hands get hey, glued out. We understand. I can dig that. Man, uh, not for me. Just uplift each other. Uplift each other. No, I like no social, no IG, no TikTok. I ain't dancing. I ain't doing any of that stuff. I'm a grown man. <laughs> for sure, for sure, man. I'm a grown man. That's I don't right. got time for all that. That's right. <laughs> and uh, you already know you can find me on all platforms. It's the same Chubby Idris Elba. Till the next episode. Peace. Hold on, Peace. Chubb. Wait on. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Time, time out. I know we're not leaving before we pray. Oh, please. Please. <laughs> oh, go ahead, me. man. Let, let me go ahead, Doug. Y'all know better than that. We don't just run off on the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Doug. Oh, wow. Real quick. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, Lord God, to tell you thank you, Lord. Thank you for this opportunity to come in your name um, uh, where where men can sit down and, and ponder on things and so that we can do your will and do it better, Lord God. Lord, we know that we're not perfect, Lord. We know that we we fall beneath your will day in and day out, Lord God. But we pray that this 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 union of men will become a a, a force that can be reckoned with, Lord God, for your will, Lord. Lord, forgiveness of sin right now. If there's any sin within this circle, Lord, uh, within our own hearts, Lord, within on our own hands, Lord, we ask forgiveness of sin right now, Lord, and and we pray that we can get closer to you individually and collectively, Lord. Lord, we love you and we thank you and we pray this in the precious name of Jesus and we all say thank God. Thank God. Amen. 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 Peace. All right, y'all. All right, fellas.